Welcome to another episode of Buried with Mikes. I'm Chris. I'm Arielle. Oh, mental health getting in the way of your wedding. It's a real concern for a lot of people. Yeah. And on the flip side, your wedding ruining your mental health is, a, is probably even more of a real thing. But for me personally, I am I am kind of concerned. Um, we, we've talked about this on, on previous podcasts that we've done, but not on this one. Um, some of the things that you and I personally deal with, I have uh, diagnosed OCD um, and, you know, not not a diagnosed anxiety, you know, like generalized, but I can stress. Yeah. And I you have know. diagnosed generalized anxiety. Well, there you go. We with some PTSD and an eating disorder worked in. No so big deal. It's totally fine. Wow. We hit a lot of boxes. <laughs> Just like really checking all the boxes here on the mental health thing. Yeah. Um But do you ever do you ever worry about uh with the with anxiety? And this could by by the way, it could apply and I think would apply, even if you don't have any kind of diagnosed anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. Just there's a lot of anxieties around a wedding in general. A worry of your anxiety and stress getting in in the way of you enjoying your wedding day? Oh, 100%. I think that, actually, so I just had my bridal shower and there was a little game that was like advice for the bride, whatever. And a lot of it, a lot of people wrote the same thing, which was don't stress too much. Don't sweat Mm -hmm. the small stuff. Enjoy the day. And I'm the type of person and this has been a running joke between me and some of my friends for a long time. We're like, if someone tells him to relax, it's like the exact opposite thing that it does. Like yeah, if you tell me sure. to relax, I'm going to stress because I'm going to feel like I'm not relaxing enough. Right. And that's how I feel about the wedding where everyone's like, just don't worry about things. Just enjoy it. Just have a good time. Yeah. Turn off your event planning brain. Like Hard to do. what'll be, will be. And I'm like, for you, actually, the more that you say that, the more stressed I am about all the little things that could possibly go wrong. Because now that you're saying don't sweat the small stuff. I'm like, oh my God, there's going to be small stuff to sweat. And then yes. I'm just sweating. I'm constantly sweaty. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> always, why is it so hard for people around our age and younger to understand that? Because that, that don't sweat the small stuff usually comes from people who are like 50 and older who have been around the block multiple times who really know that you don't need to sweat a lot of the things that we're getting sweaty right. about. Why is it so hard? Why, why can we hear that and not really absorb it? Well, I guess it kind of makes sense because perspective or age puts things in perspective. Sure. Cause I think a lot about how if I could go back and tell like my high school self something, sure. it's like, it turns out how popular you were in high school is actually not going to affect the rest of your life. Doesn't really matter, does and it? And like how you did on this AP exam is not in fact going to show up on your permanent transcript that like every future employer is going to look at. Are like, you telling me no that- one has once asked me how I did on the AP US history exam and I got a five, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, I was just saying, you're telling me that uh, the fact that I didn't take the AP statistics exam didn't affect my radio career whatsoever? Right. It didn't. But it like- fine. I know that because hindsight's twenty twenty, right. and I wish I could go back and be like, "Turns out being blonde and skinny wouldn't have made you happier." Right, but well, how I do you apply so that? believe that. But, but so yeah, so now people who are like in their fifties who've already been married and who know it's just one day and it's whatever, like right. they can say, "Oh, like it doesn't really matter if the flower arrangements are messed up." Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm like, actually, the only thing that matters is if the flower arrangements are messed up. And if the flower arrangements are messed up, then it means that the rest of my life is over. Oh wow. There, there's some truth that like almost nothing really matters on a long enough timeline. There's some truth to that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm worried about uh, w- with major uh, events in general. Sometimes I and I don't know if the, I apologize if this isn't the right word, but sometimes I like semi disassociate. Where like mm. I'll have a a wonderful time, uh, and like oh, things will go well, but I don't really fully experience it. Almost like it's almost like there's this like film 
between placed in between like my vision and other people in which I'm not really experiencing it. And yeah. with, with how much a wedding costs and how much planning we put into this, I want to experience the hell out of this day in a good way. Yeah. You know, and I am a little bit worried that uh, whether it's my OCD, which is much more dormant now than it used to be 10 years ago, um, but can creep up in stressful events is going to, uh, you know, try and rob me of, of, mm-hmm. of the day. Um, yeah. And is that crazy? I just want to enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And I think with like a lot of my anxieties too, the bigger and more important the experience, yeah. the more I feel like it has to be perfect. And while cognitively I understand that like what matters at the end of the day is that we're happy and we're in love and let like all our friends and family are there. Sure. It's like and so that there's tequila at the open bar. There will be tequila at the open bar. Yeah. But it's so hard for me to like move past that like microscope that like I'm putting it under with the standard being perfection. Mm-hmm. And I, I also do that for a lot of like big events, it's not just the wedding, but like various other things like I don't know, birthdays mm-hmm. or even like if we're having a party or something that we talked about this a little bit when mm-hmm. um we did the episode on being event an event planner. Right. Where like anytime that like we have people over for a party, I put like a lot of pressure on it being like the best party that anyone's ever attended. Right. And then like really like the minute, minute details mm-hmm. get into me and then I can't enjoy it because I'm like, no, something's off center. But that, that is just such a, if that happens to people and it for sure does, that sucks. Yeah. that That's a bummer. If you don't enjoy, actually get to enjoy your wedding day. So how can you, how can we, and how can anybody uh, avoid your mental health robbing you of, of this big day? Or oh, truthfully, it's super easy. Just don't set the small stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds kidding. so much easier. Just kidding. Yeah. But, but your wedding <laughs> day or a lot of this could probably be put into practice for any big event that yeah. you care a ton about. I think a big thing uh, is to know what triggers there are. Like yeah. things, th- those are specific to every single person, but what's likely to trigger you off and are there ways to set up safeguards and proactively uh, plan against it? Like for you, you're talking about like, you know, the, the flower is breaking or whatever. It's like, well, can can we put extra We're doing wooden wrap? flowers, so that's actually a real concern. Oh, right. Because if they we were should... real flowers, that would be a really stupid concern <laughs> right. to we have, have. We have like, wooden flowers. Which they, we, can, they can break. They're very fragile. We have them already in the house, and so storing them, some of them came broken. So yeah. you're already concerned about that. Like, can we add extra bubble wrap? Right. Uh, right now, so that in transportation, you know, like things right. like- is, There's is definitely it, proactive things, I think, yeah. that can be done for a lot of the things. If you are self-aware enough to know some of the triggers or to know what will like send you into a panic. Well, what, what would send you into a panic? Oh, definitely. If the flowers are broken. If for you, can I, can I guess? Oh gosh. Oh, this is, this is such a dangerous game. This is a really dangerous game. Um, oh, I shouldn't play this. If you, if you hear a big, like all of a sudden, if we just cut to a new topic, it's because we cut out yeah, this yeah. whole section. Um, a lot of them are the optics. The superficial things, how the flowers look. If if somebody's dress has some sort, like if somebody's dress, even if it's just a little bit on the end, rips a little bit. Little things that mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people will not notice. I'm telling you, if if one of the little leaves on one of the bouquets that the brides ha- or bridesmaids have uh, is broken, the majority of the wedding attendants are not going to notice that. But I think that is what's likely to set yeah. you off. It's like the little, I mean. The little details. You're not wrong. It's the little details. Right. Because I think that. I care a lot about, it's not the optics so much as it is like, I work in a very detailed 
a detail-oriented manner. And yeah. I put a lot of thought into all of these things. Mm-hmm. And so I am worried mm-hmm. about them not being like 100% correct day right. of. And I also think some of this, some of it's my actual anxiety. Some of it's like the fact that I'm very type A. And some of it is like, again, going back to this, what I do for a living. So it's a little hard to relinquish control, which I think also ties up to my anxiety. Like the reason that I'm really bad at delegating is my anxiety because Mm -hmm. I, as much as like I can be stressed when I have too much on my plate, I get anxious when I delegate because I start getting into a worry spiral that someone else won't do it as well as I could or that I'm left out of the loop or I don't know what's happening. And like, I don't, I don't have full control over the situation. Take this as a control moment. Control is a really big thing for me. We've talked about you delegating. Take this as a moment to acknowledge once again for the ninth time that I've made you do this, that you did not have any part in your bridal shower. And it was yeah. phenomenal. It was truly amazing. You had a great time. Yeah. Delegating. And, but I was anxious about it. You I were. was like worried. I was like, what if it doesn't feel like me? What if like something goes wrong? Like, and it was great. Though. It was amazing. It was perfect. Everything went well. The food was great. There was was like gluten-free, dairy-free bagels. Like, because I'm gluten-free and dairy-free. It wasn't, everything was thought of. Your, but your, your anxiety was unproductive. Very. And pointless. Yes. So. I hear you. Can some of that apply to the wedding? I'm picking up what you're, I've spent a lot of years in therapy. Like, none of this is new. (laughs) It's true. Um, It's true. Well, I I think, I think for me, not to say that this is something that doesn't bother you, um, but the things that I know will be, will be uh, potentially, um, well, two things I'll get into. Bigger triggers. I'll be, I'll get stressed if other people are stressed. Yeah. If you, if I find out that you're stressed about something, it will bleed off on me. If I find out mm-hmm. that somebody is upset about something, that will bleed off into me. I was going to say that's my second thing, too. The other thing, though, and this is something that uh, happens a lot with people who have OCD, and we don't even very often realize it's happening. Um, but because so much of this is out of our control, and OCD as a disorder is a very often a... You're, you're searching for control where you can't have it. Mm-hmm. it. It's very likely that I will be doing mental rituals and not even realizing it. Yeah. Like, like just like counting things in my head. That's a bad example. I won't get into like the details of like what kind of ritual, but like just like kind of going through things in my head, uh, checking over things, um, just saying if this, but that, you know, this is fine. And it's all like magical thinking. It doesn't affect the wedding day at all. Um, but I'm hoping that by saying this, going into it, I can try and stop myself because that's what causes the disassociation. It's like, okay, well, I'm just going to focus on mm-hmm. these weird mental rituals. And then, oh, wait, did I just get married? Right. You know? Well, and I do think that like sort of like quote unquote missing the wedding happens even if you're someone without anxiety. Like so many people say it goes by so fast. Like totally. You're like. That's all we've ever heard. Is that's that, all we've ever heard. Enjoy like, the day. Enjoy the day. Like enjoy it. make sure that like, you spend some time being present, spend some time together, like do whatever. But yeah, I, I also, I also worry that I'll spend so much of the day worrying about all the things that could go wrong that I'm not living in the moment for the things that are going right. It's true. There's and I do to that. Be said about I that do for that life so much. Ge- in life in general, though. Yeah. Like New Year's Eve is a good example. What happened New Year's Eve? We had a New Year's Eve party. Um, and a lot of people like couldn't come and like things just like weren't going like perfectly. Oh, yeah. And I spent a lot of time freaking out about all the people who were like canceling last minute and all the things that weren't going according to plan. And I remember we had a friend who was in town. It was like one of my, my really close friends from college. And he just looked at me and he was like, you know, you can like constantly harping on all the things that are going wrong and all the people who aren't here. Right. 
kind of makes me feel like you don't appreciate that I'm here. Oh, he was right. And I was like, yeah. it's like a, but it's that framing where it's like, no, but I appreciate that you're here so much. Cause if you weren't here, then I'd be worried even more about all the other things that are going wrong right. or blah, 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 blah. And he was like, yeah, but like, you're so living in the negative well, that you're not enjoying the positive. And it's, this is someone I've known for a really long time. And he's like, yeah. I've seen you do this mm-hmm. over I and have. over and over and well. over again for decades. And that is how I operate. And that's where I'm worried about my anxiety and my I, I live in that worry so deeply yeah. that it gets so hard to yeah, enjoy. Like things will go wrong on the wedding day. And again, cognitively, I understand that. But day of, emotionally, like right. I'm, I'm preemptively stressed about the fact that I'll be stressed. I think that there's a difference too between having general stress or anxiety around a wedding, which probably everyone feels to some extent because it's a really big thing. Unless you smoke a ton of weed. Oh, maybe I should try that. Maybe that's the, the hack. <laughs> that's it. That's all the feedback that we're going to get. But That's how you don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I also think like when you are someone like me who has a generalized anxiety disorder, and I, I've said a lot throughout this sort of the cognitive dissonance of like understanding like maybe this one worry doesn't actually matter that much at the mm-hmm. end of the day and blah, 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 blah. And, and that's all good and well. And that would theoretically be an easy thing to be like, okay, I'm going to stop stressing about it because it doesn't actually matter. Mm-hmm. But it's like the closer we're getting to the wedding, the more and more straight up panic attacks that I'm getting where it's like yeah. uh, the tiniest thing will go wrong and it might not even have to do with the wedding. Like the other day, my car wouldn't start it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the wedding, but there was all this well. stuff for the wedding to do list type of stuff. My work schedule being really crazy and kind of getting in the way of, getting ahead mm-hmm. of some of that and all these people's opinions that have been coming in. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. Like it's like an elephant sitting on your chest and you're hyperventilating and my hands are shaking and like, there's no words, there's no thinking. Like it's like blackout. Sure. And I think, I mean, that's really, really scary. First of all, but then it also has this like extra layer of worry and I would say this is a worry of like, okay, but if something goes a hair wrong at the wedding, what if it offsets a panic attack? And what if I'm standing there and I'm hyperventilating and I'm sweating and I feel like I'm going to vomit, but I mm. should be walking down the aisle because of something super, super minute, which is super easy for someone else to say, oh, honey, this doesn't matter. And right. it's like, I know it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but my anxiety is so high that the tiniest thing mm-hmm. can push me over the edge mm. and then I'm physically ill. Well, how do you, how does somebody in that situation account for that and deal deal with that because i think some people would say well as we've mentioned don't sweat the small stuff but at that point that that doesn't really apply to having a panic attack exactly so what do you do when you're having a panic attack prior to walking down the aisle take xanax you're not gonna do no absolutely not then i'll fall asleep yeah because i know that puts you to sleep fully full on so so well i think it's it's really trying to remove as much as possible ahead of time it's just putting safety nets for you so that you don't, get, nets, putting, you don't get to the panic attack. Putting the right people in place who can, I guess, trigger a spot to some extent. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky in that the people in my wedding, for the most part, like, have been through a lot with me. Like, we've been friends for decades, for the most part. Like, well, can you? Maybe they can shield me from some of it. But it is a worry. Like something tiny could go wrong that doesn't really matter. And I don't always know what's going to offset that hyperventilation. A lot of people, if you're not doing a first look, which we are doing a first look, you won't have seen your 
future spouse prior to the wedding ceremony when they're freaking out. But if they're the person that can calm you down the most, just go see them. Well, yeah. Like, I, honestly, honestly, like if you are freaking out, I want you to come down to the groomsman suite and find me. Because no, I've, no, 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 no. If I'm freaking out, someone will come get you and okay. bring you to the bridal suite. Because I've seen you have enough <laughs> panic attacks that I know what to do. Yeah. You yeah. know? Other aside from sweating the small stuff, other suggestions that people have. This works for if you're worried about your mental health ruining the wedding or your wedding ruining your mental health. Either way, right? It's all mm -hmm. about mental health and enjoying the wedding. Um, really, I, I prioritize sleeping leading up to the wedding. And I think oh, that, I'm bad at that. Well, there's there's so much to plan. Uh, and if anxiety is a concern for you, then. I, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't plan. Like a lot of people go out late the night before their wedding. I know no, so many people yeah. I've been in, I've been in uh, a fair number of weddings and very often the groom was like, yeah, we're getting drinks. Meet me at the hotel bar at 10 or something like that. And I'm like, dude, we have to meet up at like nine. And it's like, are we really going to get to bed at a reasonable hour? That's going to, that, that is not going to help you right. if you don't get a full night's sleep. Um, and I think you, even that, that week ahead, like you're, we're going to be filling in the like the welcome bags for the hotel, and there's a lot of little tasks to do. And I think we should just really plan on having a hard cut off of like each night by eight o'clock or whatever. We're done. We're relaxing. We're going to go to bed at a normal hour around ten. Well, I think that going on with that, there's there's kind of two other things, and one is um, not letting the wedding take over the rest of your life. Yeah, is like so important for it not like. And I, I guess that this is more on the flip side of like not letting your wedding ruin your mental health. Right. But like, it's very easy to, for however long before the wedding, whether it's six months or mm -hmm. six weeks or six days right. to say, I'm getting married. So my whole life has to revolve around the fact that I'm getting married. So doing all the tasks, doing the diet, doing the rituals, doing the, doing the whatever. And yeah. like, it's the only thing and it's all consuming. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really bad for mental health for a couple of reasons, because you end up kind of losing touch with everything else that's happening or like enjoying life outside of oh the wedding. Like it yeah. takes over. Um, and is like fairly unhealthy, but I also think it ends up making the whole concept around the wedding feeling very much like a chore. And I think you're looking forward to it being done. Exactly. So, which isn't what you want. Yeah. It should be the, the climax of like the excitement. Yeah. You know? So I think it is important. Like we've done this even on like days where we're like, we're wedding planning for the afternoon. And then we set ourselves a hard stop, whether it's like, we're going to go out to dinner instead of just like sitting here or yeah. we're going to watch Ted Lasso or we're going to do whatever. But <laughs> I do show. think that that's important. And I think especially yeah. that week before the wedding, that's important. Like, yeah. and I think the other thing, um, which we're doing, which I know like a lot of people probably don't do because it goes against sort of a lot of wedding like trope or tradition. Uh, tradition, but like we are staying, we live together. We are staying in our own home, in mm -hmm. our own bed the night before the wedding together. I'll sleep better there. I'll sleep better. Exactly. And I, I do think that to some extent, I know for, for both of us and the way that our mental health works, not completely disrupting mm. our normal, like sort of day to day takes a little bit of that pressure off of yeah. like, Oh, we have to like do things differently because it's the wedding. And if we don't, we'll be cursed. And it's like, whatever people are like, don't see. Well, no, I know that's an old, old thing. An um, old th but, and like no offense to anyone who believes in it, but I like, like you do you. And I'm, I have a very strong opponent of that. But for us, it's something that we don't feel strongly about. No. And so I do think that we will have a much better wedding day with a little less pressure on it. 
if the day before we treat as sort of a normal Saturday and we go to bed in our own beds and yes. we wake up and I'll go for a run and then I'll go get yes. my hair and makeup done. Yes. And on the day of the wedding, this is something that you don't always do well. Can you please eat food? Oh, yeah. No, I already have people on food and water control for the day. Really? You have, you have assigned that? I've assigned to, it. This, that's a good idea is to, yeah, to outsource. Mariah won't let me go past noon without having eaten a salad with grilled chicken on it. Oh, that's amazing. She's one of my brides. But, and you're not even, that that's more than usual because you don't eat lunch. I don't, but typically. I know I need to that day. Um, that's I think like her role day of. That's a great idea to outsource all of these anxieties to a, a bridesmaid or a groomsman. Well, and because also, and I think or some of this is person. just years of therapy and in next week's episode, we'll get a lot more into my relationship with food and like my eating disorder. And that's not so much what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. But because of that, I don't get really good hunger cues. No. Very good at pushing through it. And when I'm mm -hmm. anxious, even more so. Yeah. So I probably won't be hungry the day of my wedding. I Even I might not be. Which so I'm, you should outsource. I'm going. No, I'm good enough to. I'm. I'm I, I know. I know myself enough to know like I need to eat, and I'll force myself uh, to eat. But don't you think your groomsmen are going to want to feel useful? I think it's such a good task. I'm not going to give them tasks to do just to placate them. <laughs> I, there's there's things this I wasn't actually, actually just to placate. I really do need someone to make sure I, I eat a salad. You do. I like. I I know myself. Like I know that I'll need to eat, and uh, even if I'm not hungry, I can force myself. I could use the guys to do other things. That's fair. You know? That's fair. No, I need someone to force feed me a salad. Yeah. And I was I like, I need protein. I need something green. The last thing uh, that I want to mention, you've already touched on, but I, I think it's worth touching on twice, is that keep in mind, the day is ultimately about you and your partner and the love that you hopefully share. And nothing else, the broken flowers aren't going to detract from the love. It's a, yeah. it's a bummer, but it's fine. Well, and I think that that's some of like my stuff is, I think, a little easier to like, again, cognitively, whether it's in, in reality or in theory, mm -hmm. be like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that much. Can I you... think more of your worries, which I also do teeter into about like if other people are happy and having a good time and like all of that. And that's been a big strain on our mental health going into the wedding mm -hmm. is like, a lot of other people trying to make our wedding about them and like right. a lot of opinions and feedback that's not super welcome and like asking us to make changes to make them happier, mm -hmm. which have nothing to do with us. Got a lot of that recently from multiple a lot, all, It feels like all directions and it's just like elevating. I've, and I, the and more that, I talk about it. That eats and eats and eats and eats and eats. And uh, that's much harder to cognitively be like, oh, it doesn't matter. Because it's like, no, but actually it does matter. Because yeah. if we dig our heels in to have our perfect day, which should mm -hmm. be about us, then we run the risk of like ruining relationships. Well, and that's I, th much that's bigger already than been, that, flowers. Yeah. <laughs> well, there already has been some uh, situations. Yeah. And I won't get into spe uh, specifics where like, yeah, some relationships aren't the same as they were prior to this yeah. wedding. Uh, because of opinions people had. And the more I talk about it with people who have already been married, the more I've been like, I've realized, oh, this is, happens a lot. Sometimes people just really suck. And yeah. and, and big events kind of... Bring out the just, worst in everyone? Or just show like sh true colors in a, in a weird a weird way. Like it highlights the selfishness of certain people. That can go both ways though. It can highlight the selfishness yeah. of the groom and the bride. Oh, 100%. Too. And I think we've been trying to be very non bride and groomzilla e 
trying. I don't know. I hope we're. I hope we I are. I hope but. we're succeeding. But then <laughs> I'm I sure also in think ways in some ways then not. we end up know. overthinking things. Like, I think you actually more than me start overthinking. Like, okay, I want to ask for this, but I actually don't want anyone to think I'm asking for this, so I'm just not going to ask for it. And if it doesn't happen, it just like because you don't want to like feel like well, a burden on well, anyone. You, so you just <laughs> you, you you just kind of repeated a little bit what I uh kind of mentioned to you yesterday a little yeah. bit this, this epiphany that I had and I you know I don't know if this is a guy thing in general but a lot of men in my life have this same kind of outlook and I think it's actually not helpful uh when it comes to your wedding is that like I just I've always had this feeling like I, I can't be a burden on other people mm-hmm. and even asking for things that I really need feels burdensome and that can be a problem sometimes because somebody who I need something from might think I don't need it because I didn't ask for it. And I even might have gone out of my way to make it sound like I don't need it. Yeah. But I do. And so it's, you're, it's, you're allowed to be a, a burden on people. Just do it with kindness and it's fine. And I also think it's not about being a burden. It's like asking for the things you need doesn't actually mean that you're a burden. because that's a really negative way of spinning I it. I don't know the difference. Well, exactly. But then and then I think all of this, this mental gymnastics that you're kind of you, the listener, are kind of hearing us do this is where you get into this, like, is the wedding affecting your mental health? Because you end up spending all of this time mm-hmm. and energy doing the mental gymnastics of, like, what should I say? How should I say it? How will it come off? How will it affect other people where no one else is thinking about that and they're just saying whatever the fuck they want to say? Could you imagine how great our mental health would be if we took the entire money we're spending on the wedding and put it towards therapy? Do you know how much money I've already spent in therapy? <laughs> if you haven't gone to therapy in years, let's, let's not say that you're It hasn't like, been years. It's been like 10 months. No, it has not. Yes, it has. Oh, no. It's been almost two years. You, you were going, last time you went was in 2021. Like December of 2021. No. No, it was 2022. Uh, I don't know. Well, we don't need to debate this on the podcast. Anyways, my therapist um, abandoned me. She didn't abandon Not to be you. dramatic. She was doing remote work, but couldn't practice in New yeah, York they State changed, anymore. They changed the laws. Um, she was forced to abandon me. But, but, but speaking, so we're next week we're going to dive into <laughs> to something uh, that affects a lot of people from a mental health standpoint, but uh, a lot of brides and i would imagine some some grooms too i think so on on a large scale and that would be the the toxic diet culture that exists around weddings yeah what is it sweating for the wedding sweating for the wedding yeah it's a huge thing and uh, it kind of sucks uh so we're gonna talk about that next week on married with mics if you haven't subscribed already would love it if you did uh if you like this podcast please tell some other people that maybe they'll like it too and we'll talk to you next week and we'd love to also hear how you're managing keeping your mental health healthy. Yes, please. As you either are heading into your wedding or have maybe recently gone out of your wedding. Yeah. Especially like recent, no no offense to like our parents' generation, we love you, but it does feel like the feedback is always don't sweat the small stuff. Like I'd love to hear from someone who like maybe has slightly less perspective. (laughs) You can always reach us. Who's like a little closer to like the boat that we're in. Right, you can always reach us uh, on Instagram at married uh, with With Mike's. mike's. Podcast. Yeah. I get the 30 years from now when like our parents all had kids and they're like, oh my God, it actually gets so much worse when you have teenagers. You Your wedding sweatier. doesn't matter. You'll be, you'll be so sweaty. <laughs> you'll be so sweaty. You'll be so anxious. There's going to be a lot of other problems. <laughs> have a great week. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.